Good morning and happy Tuesday to you. Um, I am doing my very best to try to stick with this Tuesday schedule and I think I might just make it. I am a homeschool mom. I have a kindergartner and we have been doing school for a while but we officially started kindergarten um, this week and so I've been trying to make sure we get that done in the mornings and I have a two-year-old and a 10-month-old and we just found out that I am pregnant with baby number four. So I'm a little distracted, a little busy, but I'm still trying to stick with that once a week podcast schedule. So we'll see if I can actually get this launched today. At least I'm attempting it. So best laid plans, they never quite happen, but I'm going to try. So anyways, um, so for today, I really realized that I was remiss in some of my earlier episodes, and I just kind of started the podcast and started throwing information out there, and you guys don't really even know what it's about, really. You put together some pieces, probably, um, but I thought maybe I would take a minute and actually go over more the, I don't know what you would call it, the mission statement, the, the organizational idea behind Genesis Wellness. This is not a clinic. This is not a doctor. I am just a mom who has, uh, how do I say, eked my way through um, health issues and life and figured out some things that work for me. Um, having said that, everybody is bio-individual and everything that I'm doing might not work for other people, but I'm sharing my story because, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but it is one of, of inspiration. And I do want to, to share encouragement and I want to be able to empower people to take their health into their own hands and to be able to to feel like like they have some control and they have some say and how how their lives and how their health story is going to turn out um, I call my my website uh, really Genesis Wellness came about last year because I was creating a website mainly to be able to have a place to send people for my blog and some um, educational materials, some things that I have collected on my own wellness journey. And um, of course, you know, it features my Young Living products because we all know I'm in love with them. And I needed a name and I thought about it and I thought about it. And Genesis Wellness is what I landed on. And I love it because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He made a perfect world. And, you know, we're, we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. Things have happened, you know, and, and I feel like broken bodies are just a part of that. And what we need to do is to get back to the basics, to get back to the beginning, to sometimes forget some of what we have, have learned and what we have 
assumed to be, to be correct in our own health, etc., and scratch it all and start all over, have a new frame of mind, get back to the Genesis wellness to be able to live full, healthy, holistic lifestyles. Um, Within all of that, my own story is one of new beginnings. And so much so that I don't even know if I can fit it into this single podcast episode. Um, I, I will focus on my wellness journey for this. And again, why I'm, I'm promoting Genesis Wellness as what I call myself for this podcast and for my website. Uh, I thought it had more ring than just Jessica Jarrett. <laughs> so um, how do I sum up? So back in the day, um, I've always struggled with weight. I was 5'10 by before I was actually officially a teenager, I think. It might have been 12, 13, and I was through growing. Um, I was uncoordinated, never really did sports because I was the little girl who was nearsighted in one eye, farsighted in the other. I was also cross-eyed, had to wear a patch. (laughs) Um, I grew so quickly that my spatial relations just weren't there. So I I have an athletic build and probably had, I not had some of the disadvantages that made me just not even want to try sports. I might've been decent at them, but I, besides running, I do enjoy running. I, I don't do sports, never have. And so you put that with some genetic factors, with what I'm later, much later in life gonna find out is also health risk factors. I was always a little bit bigger. I was always a little chubbier and I struggled with it my entire life. Um, I went through a time in high school where I had some anorexia, anorexia issues. I wanted to be thin. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be pretty. And thin, to me, all of that meant a lower number on the scale. The scale is what mattered to me. And because that's what we're taught, you know, like that's, that's what's put in front of us, especially as women, but boys, you know, guys suffer with it too. And I remember thinking, I I watched a show and it was about a girl who was struggling with weight and she was bulimic and she jumped on the scale and she was large. She was, she was bigger and she was probably much shorter than I am, which makes a difference. Um, and the scale said 165 pounds and I weighed about two pounds more than that at the time. And as a teenager, I didn't think, oh, well, I'm like five inches taller than this person. I have a different body type. We, we carry our weight differently. You know, none of that factored in. The only thing I saw was how she looked and the number on the scale. And I remembered thinking, I'm ugly. I'm never, if, if she's struggling 
at that. What am I? And, you know, that the, the movie should have been, was, you know, a story of her overcoming and, and all of that. As a teenager, I didn't see the message of inspiration and overcoming. All I saw was the message that I was fat. And I, you know, for whatever reason, every teenager, especially every teenage girl, has their angst, has their issues, and they never feel... Uh, even the most beautiful of teenage girls, I have come to find out, struggle. And so, so that's setting, setting you up for basically my, my point of view on health. Um, whenever I was struggling with weight, etc., you know, we had, we had the weight loss stuff. Okay, wh- what did we eat? We ate wheat thins. We ate rice cakes. We ate fake low-fat cheese, etc. That was basically um, plastic, if I'm honest. We had the the food pyramid that, you know, turns out is pretty bought and paid for, and not actually based on very much nutrition at all. It's more based on. Um, cheap ways to get calories in and fill bellies more than nutrition and health. Um, but you're not taught that. You, you know what you know. And, and that's my, one of my themes throughout this entire podcast, throughout all my health education and all of that, is, is you don't know until you know. You're not responsible for the things that you don't know. You're not responsible for the things that you did differently in the past that maybe even you regret because you were working from a place of, of misinformation, of being misinformed. Um, your responsibility once only starts once you have the information and the complete picture in front of you. And at that point, it's your choice to ignore it or take action. And again, I'm not passing judgment on anyone. My job here is not to guilt anyone or to do anything. It's to inspire people to know better and do better. Um, So my first time that I remember as what I would call an adult being thin was my senior year in college. And I had gone through some stuff, a couple of breakups, and you know, the things that motivate women. And what I have found in my life, and I'm not consistent with it, but running and that type of thing really helps me. It really, I write and I run. And those two things combined really are my outlets. They are my anger management. They are my processing system. And, and that's, that's how I function. And so out of spite for everyone else, out of my desire to make a change in my life, um, etc. I started running like 10 miles a day. And I also practically starved myself. I would run 10 miles and then I would eat a banana and then I would have a handful of dry fresh spinach and um, a roll of sandwich 
meat for lunch. Um, for dinner, it was a big glass of water and some more spinach. Sometimes I didn't even do the meat because I just was, I was practically starving myself. I was not getting the nutrients that I needed, but I did get thin. I did get thin, um, but it wasn't maintainable. I could not, I could not continue at that level. And um, I was hurting my body ultimately, actually. Um, we found out now research is out there and, and I could put some information um, on the actual blog post. You can go to the show notes and you can follow the link and I will try to post some information that will support um, some of what I'm telling you guys. Um, but one of the things that, that we have learned is some of the brain issues, some of the instances of, of, of Alzheimer's and dementia and all of that are people who have starved their brain of healthy fats. Um, and so you might lose the weight, the weight might come off, but you're not helping your body. And ultimately, your, your body isn't burning the right fuel. And so as soon as it's almost in starvation mode, because it, it's literally like, I need nutrients. <laughs> I'm not, you're not giving me anything to work with here. And so as soon as, as I would break that cycle, I would gain back a ton of weight. Um, at that time, like I said, I was probably about 21, 22 years old, senior in college, and I weighed 175 pounds, and I was a size 10, as, and I was 5 foot 10. I thought I was super thin. I thought I was super healthy. I thought I looked great. <laughs> and I had a little bit of pride in it because I worked hard for it. Um, fast forward, met my husband, married him. Um, we had infertility issues. And in the meantime, I had stopped running, started eating junk food. You know how that goes. Uh, when we got married, I was about 220. When we got to the point where we wanted to start having children, I was about 235. You know, it creeps up in there. And I will do a separate podcast probably on our infertility journey because it's its own thing. And there's way too much detail to go into to have to try to, to shove that all into one episode. But let's just sum up, we had what they are telling us was severe male factor infertility. Um, that was the ultimate diagnosis after much um, trying and testing and everything else. Um, so we did IVF twice. We got our first son in November of 2014 and then in what was it 2017 wasn't it 2016 yeah we decided to start again and that fall I weaned what was then my two-year-old and we started the process 
And that process would take us from the fall of 2016 to the fall of 2017 to get pregnant. There was multiple canceled cycles, there was failed cycles, there was polyp surgeries, all kinds of things, and heartache after heartache, financial strain, etc. But May of 2018, we had our sweet Freddie boy, and he is actually the one you can hear in the background because I am. He's following me around the house singing songs. So I apologize for any background music, but again, I live in a zoo, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so right after he was born, um, we actually found it while I was pregnant with him. I had a major, like large goiter, a large lump on my thyroid. And again, I'll probably get more into detail on, on that story. Um, and it will be its own episode eventually. But long story short, I had a cancer scare um, after testing and an ultrasound and some, some questions. The doctor called me and said, we've scheduled a biopsy. Um, we can't tell you, uh, you know, definitively at this time that you have cancer, that you need to prepare yourself because the diagnosis doesn't look good. You probably do have cancer. And of course, I'm freaking out. Um, I go in later for the biopsy. Turns out it's negative for cancer, which was fantastic. But because of the size of the goiter, the location, all of the symptoms, etc., they went ahead and scheduled me for a complete thyroid removal. And and then radioactive iodine to remove any thyroid cells remaining in my body. Um, I got a second opinion. I'm trying to, to Reader's Digest version this. I got a second opinion and this doctor said, wait, um, let's get this blood drawn. Let's do some other tests first because you haven't had enough testing to warrant taking out a major organ. Let's wait. So I called my other doctor and I said, is this an emergency? Do I need to get it out now? Can you give me some time? And he said, well, let's see what the results are. So I went in and I went to this doctor in Oklahoma City and she took five vials of blood and she did a full panel on me. I got 22 pages of results and it changed my life completely. Um, we found out that I was pre-diabetic, I had pancreatic dysfunction. Um, my inflammation levels were off the charts. Um, I had um, brain inflammation. I had so much inflammation in my body, it was pressing the blood-brain barrier. Um, my body does not use carbohydrates. It does not process them. And so the carbohydrates going into my body, and like we talked about you know, previously, Health food. What is health food? It's rice cakes. It's all of these things. It's the carbohydrates that are supposedly the fuel that's going to get you through the day and keep you skinny. And so here I am struggling with weight my whole life, being told that what I need to eat are wheat thins and, and um, triscuits 
and those type of things. And turns out my body was actually allergic to them. Um, mind blown, right? Like this was a, a defining moment in my life. Um, I have MTHFR mutation, which um, again, I can provide some information on that. Um, it, it doesn't have to be scary. There are some things that are different, you know, for people with the MTHFR mutation. Um, I am the, if you know anything about it, C677T, and I have both copies of that mutation. So I'm TT, which again, if you know anything about it, is quote unquote, quote, and I'm using air quotes here, you know, the worst kind. So it was a double whammy. Um, I have F5 clotting factor. Um, my cholesterol was over 247. It was, it was bad. Um, I was pre-diabetic. I already said that. Um, anyways, lots and lots of stuff. I could go get out my paper and read you this litany of stuff, but it wasn't good. And she said, Jess, you know, it was a, it was a phone consultation. So she didn't actually look me in the eye. Uh, but she, over the phone, my husband and I had the phone sitting on the table on speakerphone, and we're sitting here going over our copy of the results with her and looking at each other going, what do we do? Like, what do we do with all this information? And she said, here's, here's what you do. I'm not just going to leave you hanging. She said, you have two choices here. She said, you can choose to do nothing and you can live your life as you see fit. And the easy thing to do would be to do that. And you will die young and you will not see your babies grow up. Or you can make some major changes that are not going to be easy. And you can live your life and you can watch your grandbabies grow up. And that's all it took for me. And I said, I'll do whatever I have to do because it's worth it because my definition of living changed because I knew better. Now I could do better up until that moment. I did not have the tools that I needed to be able to live a healthy lifestyle for my body. I was doing the best that I thought I knew. And even then, I probably wasn't doing the best, if I'm honest, um, because I ate what I wanted to eat because I wanted to, plain and simple. And there's nothing wrong with that until you know better and you do better. And so I went completely grain-free and sugar-free. And within six months... They redid all of my lab work and my cholesterol had gone from 247 down to 180. <laughs> um, and there, I mean, obviously, you know, I still struggle with some things, you know, my MTHFR mutation is still there. I still have a five clotting factor. I still um, don't detox. I still don't methylate, but all of those things I know how to deal with them. And I am not on a single prescription steady medication for any of them. I control every single aspect of my health 
with an active lifestyle and what I choose to put into my body. And, and that, my friends, is powerful. It's powerful. Because the other option presented to me was to remove a major organ. And that was just simply for one issue. That would not have addressed all of the other underlying issues that I was still dealing with. I was still diabetic. I was still all of these other things. I mean, talk about compounding issues that weren't even addressed in this. You know, we were looking at one area and it was my thyroid. Um, and so I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful um, because my life has changed so much. Um, my, my goiter is completely gone. You can't even see it. Um, if I'm super, super stressed or um, my hormones are going whack, sometimes I get a little where I can maybe feel a bump once in a while. Um, but that's actually relatively normal. And so when it does, I will pay extra attention to it and monitor it and monitor my symptoms. Um, but I'm symptom free. I have no issues. And the miracle in all of this, y'all, that the icing on top of all of it is, so I had my baby in May of 2018. December of 2018, I got pregnant. Naturally, no fertility drugs, nothing. I simply got pregnant. And it was a complete shock. It was, I, I can't even describe it. Like, this was something that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, so our little Charlie, is now 10 months old and it has been a little over two years that I have been grain-free, sugar-free. I've gone through spouts because of breastfeeding and some skin issues that I suspected were dairy-related with Charlie and I was dairy-free. So I was grain-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, um, I eat soy-free and I try to eat low-carb. You know, that is pretty limiting, but I have found ways to do it. And most of the time, I really do not feel deprived at all. Um, so <laughs> fast forward again. And last week, no, yeah, last week on Wednesday, July 15th, my app told me that my period was late. Uh, other than that, I would have suspected nothing. And I found out I'm pregnant with miracle baby number two. Um, Genesis wellness. Go back to the beginning. Go back to your foundational nutrition. Go back to what your body needs and not what society tells you is correct nutrition. It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing what kind of change it can be in your life. Um, and it's a difficult road because you literally have to re retrain your paradigm. You have to look at your life and evaluate. And, and for me, carbs were life. I mean, pasta, any kind of bread. I mean, I literally have bought a loaf of French bread 
and just satinate the entire thing. Pulled all the yummy fluffiness out of the inside, dipped it in homemade olive oil dip, and satinate the whole thing, just as a snack. Um, you can't eat one or two chips. You've got to eat the bag. Um, and overeating is an issue that sometimes I still struggle with, even eating good things. Because you need to not just change what you eat, but your eating habits as well. And the eating habits might be harder than actually the, the content going into your body. Um, but it's, it's mind-blowing what, what my body that I thought was broken, that I thought I honestly was depressed, I was sad, I was miserable. Um, I got up to, with both of my previous pregnancies, I got up to two, 275 pounds and I really, I lost some of the weight, like some of the water weight, you know, you'd lose some weight after you have a baby, but I never really got smaller. I was an 18-20 and I just, I didn't feel good. I was miserable. And, and the funny thing is, so you'll remember when I was in college, I was 175 pounds and I wore a size 10. This was pre-babies, everything. With my last pregnancy, I, I got up to 120 pounds, sorry, 120. I got up to 220 pounds at the very end of my pregnancy, but I was still wearing a size 8. I never went above a size 8. Um, currently, I am right at about 178 pounds, and I'm in a size six. And it's because the inflammation in my body, I, it's not just the, the fat. Um, the inflammation in my body is, is under control. And, and I didn't know what it was like to live a life without inflammation. Prior to eating this way, I was suffering with carpal tunnel. And when I was pregnant, my arms and my wrists hurt 100% of the time. I had to wear wrist grip bands at night, every single night. And a lot of times I would have to wear them throughout the day as well in order to manage the pain. And those with my first two pregnancies. With my last pregnancy, I didn't have to wear it one time. Not one time. Um, this one is a new surprise. We're not actually even sure how far along I am. Um, but even my morning sickness, even my nausea, isn't as bad as it was when I was eating the sad, you know, typical American diet. And so this, my health story, like I said, you know, there's all kinds of caveats I could go into. There's all kinds of, of rabbit trails I could follow and really go into more detail. And I will probably follow one of those trails on a future episode. Um, but the overall arching theme is, is just getting back. And, and that's why I was inspired to do Genesis Wellness. Um, I am a firm believer that there is no one-size-fits-all answer to anything in the medical field, to anything um, that has to do with your body. Because bodies are bio-individual. Bodies burn things differently. You have so many different genetic and environmental factors and emotional factors and everything 
that you can do exactly what I'm doing and you might not get the same results. You know, you have a different blood type than I do. You have just different, you know, genetic factors and that's okay. Um, my story is just one way that it has been done. I would encourage you to, to try to find what works for you and think outside the box because it might not be something that you've tried before. I mean, my mom had lost a whole lot of weight and she actually taught Weight Watchers. And, and I've done Weight Watchers. There's people who've had great success with Weight Watchers. But one thing I, I disagree with, yes, everything in moderation, 100% um, if you can. But for me personally, I'm not just, can't, I can't just not have the cake or the candy bar. I'm allergic to it. I cannot have it. Um, and so the whole everything in moderation, I have 18 points for the day and I don't care how you use those points as long as you stay within your points range. And if that candy bar is worth it to you, you can spend your eight points on a candy bar and not eat much else throughout the day. Uh, that to me, based on my personal experience and the way my body has to fuel is incorrect. Um, there's, there's all kinds of, of things I could go into with that, but, but that's kind of how we're taught. That's, that's the mindset of, of nutrition and it's not nutrition, it's calories and the calories, honestly, and whenever I am in a like, okay, I really want to get down to the next size and I want to lose some weight right now. I kind of kick up my my game and I start watching my calories more, but I don't have to watch my calories normally. And I stay, I mean, from December to this week, I have stayed within a three pound margin, basically. I mean, I have a, on average, um, I've, I've had a little bit of fluctuations um, within that but mostly I have stayed within three pounds and, and guys, this is huge. Um, because I would fluctuate sometimes, I'm not kidding you, like 14 pounds in a week. And, and I am not kidding you, water weight, inflammation, etc. My poor body was ridiculous. And you could tell a difference. My mother-in-law is a, is a personal trainer. And she has all like kinds of certifications and abbreviations after her name. And she lives here in town. And she always knew when I had started trying to, to be healthy or something. Because one time she would see me and my face would be just swollen like crazy. And the next time she could, she could see a visible difference. And she'd ask me how much weight I had lost. And I would tell her. And she's like, you have the biggest weight swings I have ever seen. I have never seen anyone that has the ability to gain and lose weight as quickly as you do. And, and I would laugh and say, you know, all I have to do is stand in the baking aisle and I gain five pounds just simply by smelling the sugar. Um, and so that, that was my past. I mean, that was where I was at. And now in what? seven months, I've stayed 
within a three, three to five pound swing. And that's incredibly huge for me. You know, that's, that's maintenance right there without really trying at all, simply living within my food guidelines of grain-free, sugar-free. That's it. And, and everybody's like, oh, you know, I really need your motivation. I need all of this. And unfortunately, and, and what I tell people is you're not me. Please don't compare yourself to me. Please don't think you're not doing it right or anything else. Because the, at the end of the day, no one, unless someone looks at you and says, make changes or you're going to die and you're not going to see your children grow up. Your mind does not wrap around it. You do not have that, that self-preservation um, guidepost. And, and it's different. Uh, I have wanted to lose weight and get healthy all of my life to the point that at different points in my life, I have starved myself thinking that that was the answer. I have not eaten for a solid week. I have drank a gallon plus water a day. I have taken diet pills that probably were horrible for me. I was willing to do things, but it was because of vanity. It was because I didn't like the number on the scale, not because I wanted health for my body. And when you switch your mindset on that, and you focus primarily on health, and this is what I need to do for my body, not for the scale, it changes. Um, I did not set out to lose weight. I did not set out to have, you know, any kind of, of dramatic story. I, I literally just wanted to see my babies grow up and that was my motivation. And here I am two years later, a hundred pounds gone, two miracle bonus babies that while they were not part of the plan and uh, <laughs> we're having to do some major adjustments and backpedaling and, and uh, plan changes, they're worth it and they're blessings. And I went from praying that God would give me a child to going, God, my blessings are shaken down and overflowing. And thank you so much. You know, at the end of the day, despite the struggles, I know how blessed I am. Um, and so that's, that's this episode. That's Genesis Wellness. That's why I say Genesis wellness. Um, God created the heavens and the earth and he saw that it was good. And it is good, friends. It's very good. And I just want you to take that and, and be inspired and go do something for yourself today. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any, um, if, if you want follow-up, I'd be happy to help you. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to put some information in the show notes because I do want you guys to be able to have some resources. Um, coming up next, um, soon, this, this week I actually am doing the interview. And so maybe next week I'm going to publish an interview 
with my Young Living um, Diamond Upline. Her name is LaDonna Beals, and she is a fantastic woman. She is a big inspiration in my life, and she is actually one of the, the people who came alongside me and helped me and, and taught me how to, to eat and to embrace this grain-free, sugar-free aspect of my life that, that really was, it, it breathed, it, I don't know how to say it. it, it breathed life into me, quite literally. So I'm excited to share my interview with her and her personal story, and um, I can't wait to, to get that out there for you. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening. Thank you.